The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to our live stream devotional, Source of Truth podcast. And we want to thank you for joining us again on this Thursday morning as uh, we have just a couple more days before the weekend. And so I want to thank you for joining us. A couple quick things I want to mention. We'll actually be in Psalm chapter 77 here in just a moment. So if you're following along with your Bible or tablet or phone or something like that, we encourage you to join us in Psalm 77. Uh, two kind of aspects I want to talk about today during this podcast. The first thing is I want to encourage us as a church. I want us you to pray about two things. Um, one is very local to us, another one uh, uh, very known national news right now. Number one, I want you to pray for us is this, Thursday, this Saturday we have our um, back to school block party that we've invited our community to. Uh, according to Facebook, 300 and plus people have said at least they're interested in coming. That doesn't include just anybody who's invited outside of Facebook. So obviously the storm coming up is the potential of it raining. So we ask you to pray with us. It's supposed to rain both Saturday and Sunday. So we've just decided to go ahead on Saturday instead of running the risk of just it not working well. So we're gonna do it on Saturday. Worst case scenario, uh, we'll move the moon bounces and the activity into the gymnasium. It's more than, more than large enough to handle the size of everything we want to do. We really would prefer outside for a lot of reasons, but uh, inside would be doable. And so pray with us. We would beg God to let the rain stay away at least until after lunch. That's what we're praying for, but whatever God does, we will just follow along. So we invite you, pray with us about it, that our community will be encouraged and the gospel will be spread. And then two, um, pray that we'll have a great time, God will bless, and then maybe even the rain would stay away. So we have a great time as we minister to our community this weekend. The second thing we encourage you to pray with, just pray with us about, pray about. I've been watching and reading a lot about this situation in Afghanistan, and this is not a political thought. This is a a Christian thought. I am watching and reading, or reading about multiple Christians. There was one article I mentioned last night in church where they said that a, net, a group, a network of home churches, house churches that were meeting, Christian churches that were meeting, were communicated to by the Taliban saying, we know, where you, we know you exist, we know where you are. And we know that many Christians have and have already been beheaded simply for believing in Jesus. The things that we've read in, Christ, in the Bible times, what happened to Christian believers, the things that we've read about church history are happening again. Now, they're not necessarily happening in America, but they are happening to Christian believers. And there are many American Christians in Afghanistan, some of the missionaries, some of them just people over there, that are finding themselves in grave danger simply for claiming the name of Christ. You know, it's, we hear about this across our country. We know that many countries persecute Christians, uh, but it is something with something is just so sensitive on, on, the, on the front. And the Taliban, who are just so aggressive against Christianity and against Jesus. And so I want you to just think about it. Pray about those Christians. You may never, you probably never meet any of them. Uh, uh, probably till heaven. But we know that, you know, I've heard some people say, well, if they die, they go straight to heaven. I don't think that is comforting when they have to watch family members or whatever be killed because of this and the fear. And yet what's, what the, the, the news coming out is the church is standing firmly, standing firmly for the cause of Christ, even though they know it probably will mean their death. That's happening right now. So pray for Afghanistan, pray for the Afghanistan Christians um, that are standing for right amidst a group of people who absolutely hate them. And uh, I hope it's challenge you. 
I've mentioned more than once that in American Christianity, we, we've, you know, we, we just have it easy. We really, really do. There's, and when you think about what these people are going through for the cause of Christ, honestly, there's very little that American Christians have to endure uh, to just come to church. I mean, the biggest thing that most American Christians have to endure is just the discomfort of getting out of bed earlier than they normally would on a Sunday morning. That's really about it. To give up the comfort of sitting on their couch and actually come to church. It's just, and that's part of the struggle why American Christians are struggling today because they just don't have the heart of some of these people who are giving their lives right now. And I'm not saying we need to give our lives, but boy, may we give what we have been given in our, in our time. So I encourage you, let it be a great challenge. It has been to me. And I hope that what friends, people of our Christian family are doing right now would challenge us in, in just what, what we're doing for Christ in, in all of the freedom that we enjoy right now. But continue to pray for the country, pray for our president and, and the responses to it. Pray for those Christians really going through it right now. I hope you'll join me in that and spend some time today to take a few minutes and pray for people you don't know but are enduring great persecution for believing what we believe. So I hope you pray for them. Psalm chapter 77 this morning. Um, this is an interesting passage because it's not written by David. It's written by Asaph. And, and he speaks in a mindset that is very, very similar to a lot of Christians. Uh, maybe not to, just in general. At some point in your Christian journey, I think you've probably thought this way. I know I have. And so what we're looking at today is very relevant, very practical to people who have gone through their Christian journey. So let's go ahead and read the first few verses to get a, a bit of a context of what Asaph is saying here. In verse number one of chapter 77, he said, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed, Selah. The hold is mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I have called to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? In his mercy, clean gone forth. It is his mercy, clean gone forth ever. Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. So the first 10 verses there, Asaph is just talking about an absolutely great battle he's having in his Christian journey. And he goes through and he talks about things. In verse 2, he talks about the day of trouble he sought the Lord. He goes, my sore ran soul. He goes, I was just so tired. My body physically exalted. He goes, and I ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. There was nothing in my day that I could say, you know what, I'm going to rest. I'm going to take comfort because what was going on in his life was so overwhelming. He said, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to take comfort and daily parts of comfort because what is in my mind, what is going on in my life is that overwhelming. He says in verse 3, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. He said, I came to God. I remember what he's done. And I, again, just overwhelmed. See, what he describes here is he describes a scenario. He does not ever tell us what the situation is. But he describes a scenario that I agree that many Christians have gone through. I would say Afghan Christians going through it right now. I say that something in your life, it could be a family scenario, it could be a financial scenario, it could be a marriage scenario, it could be a health crisis, it could be something massive going on in your life right now. 
that keeps you up at night. You just can't sleep. You can't find comfort. And so you're just overwhelmed. You even look back on the goodness of God over the last many years, and it still doesn't bring comfort because you can't seem to rectify what's going on. You can't seem to reconcile all is happening and say, God, why is this happening? And so you are in your knees, you're in prayer, you're in time, you're saying, God, I am just not gonna back off. I won't even take time to rest. I am just overwhelmed. He even says later, does God forgotten us? You ever been there? You ever been so overwhelmed by the circumstance you find yourself in that you say, God, have you forgotten us? Now, understand, most of us would never admit that in church. <laughs> We're not going to come and say, I'm telling you this week, I just wonder if God's forgotten me. We're not going to do that because it makes us look unspiritual, doesn't it? And unfortunately, in our type of circumstance in American culture, we come to church to look spiritual. We don't come to church to battle. You know, We come and we're just battling heavy burdens and and we we don't acknowledge that sometimes and and I think we think well if I, if I say this and I admit this and I'm just not spiritual no you're real you know and James what he says true religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this it's real it's practical it's doing he says you know many times that's the verse before he talks about the idea of any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue but deceive his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Simply, I can talk, and I can look good, and I can sound good, and I can do all the things that Christianity states, but it's not real. And when I, I make that the core of my Christian journey, then I feel empty, because I am empty. Because reality is found in true religion, in true walk with God. Now that one action, I'm, I'm loving on the widows, I'm loving on the, on, the, on the orphans, I'm loving on people, I'm, I'm ministering to people who otherwise can't help themselves. It's an action. It's not just a state of being or not what I'm <clears throat> trying it to be. And really, it brings us the application coming down that sometimes we just need to go to God and just cry out loud. Have you ever been at the point where you're so overwhelmed you cry out loud to God? I mean, you are so broken. You're not just going through your normal prayer list. You, are, you set it all aside and you just get alone and you out loud cried. I mean, I mean literally sob to God. Because what's going on is so overwhelming. That's what Asaph's doing right here. So Asaph just explains his heart. He's not, he, he's not judging or criticizing God of anything. He just explains his heart. But then in verse 11, he starts a mindset. He's explained to God, and he's just stated his true heart condition. And in verse 11, he states his mindset. Again, he says, uh, um, I, well, verse 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. The waters saw thee, O God. The waters saw thee. They were afraid, and depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out the sound. Thine arrows also went abroad. So he, he talks about the great power of God. So first times I read a commentary this morning that I did not personally agree with where they stated the first half of this chapter, Asaph was backslidden. He was angry at God and then he got right with God at verse 11. I, I don't personally agree with that. I believe that Asaph here is battling. He's battling the emotional, the stress, the depression, the discouragement of life and he comes and says, God, I'm just overwhelmed by my circumstances, by my, by my decisions. However, where I'm at, however I got here, I am overwhelmed by it. And what drew him a level of peace was not that God just immediately resolved the situation. It was a reminder of the great goodness, power, grace of God. So he literally says, has God forgotten to be gracious? And then later talks about the grace of God. 
and the power of God. And it really, remember, we go back to Philippians, what we've gone to many times as we studied Psalms. Whatsoever things are true, and then he lists other things. Think on those things. You can be consumed by the things that are not true, and it can overwhelm you. And when they overwhelm you, you can, you can, Satan can get into your mind. He can begin to convince you that God, just like he did Eve, God doesn't really care. If he really loved you more, he would do this. You know, is it really worth it? I mean, then what we talked about just not that long ago, the unsafe people don't seem to be fighting like you. It's just because you put your trust in God. And these lies get in your mind and you begin to believe him. You say, God, is it true? And you can be so overwhelmed by these lies. Don't be. Yes, be honest with God. And then as you finish the prayer, say, Lord, I'm hurting. It doesn't make sense. But, but in my mindset, my perspective, I will put my trust in you. Even in these times, I feel like sometimes I don't know what, what you're doing. That is the source. That is maturity. That is strength. And that's what I would encourage you to do. Please remember, this is not just done by anybody. This is those who at some point have put their faith in Jesus and put their trust in him. They've called upon Jesus. They've trusted him for salvation. It's more than religion. It's a relationship with Jesus. If you've done that this morning, if not, none of what I'm saying really will make sense to you. But if you've done that and you've put your faith in Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that sweet communion where you can be honest with God about your, your mental situation, the struggle you're having, and also on, and honest with yourself about the power of God, even when it doesn't seem like he's doing it. This is one of the greatest transparent prayers in Scripture towards God about how this man was really feeling. And that's what God desires. And that's what we can do. That's why God put it in the Bible. And that's what we can hold on to. I hope you will. I hope you hold on to that today. Go to God with your battles. Go to Him. Be honest with Him. And allow that to be the thing that helps to begin to bring strength. Don't, don't try to fool God into what, believing what you're trying to believe. He knows your thoughts. He knows what's really going on in your heart. Give it to Him. And allow that to begin the process of great healing. I hope you'll do that. I hope that's an encouragement, inspires you to make the right steps and to continue to develop a trust in God like Solomon said, I will trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your understandings. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something. So I will trust him no matter what. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday morning. Again, I hope you pray with us as we continue to pray for this weekend, these events coming up. Pray for the Christians in Afghanistan and the absolute terror they must be going through right now. And may we just keep our eyes right now focused on God, even in these dark times. And, and just trust God. He's got a plan. And may we just keep our eyes focused on Him. We love you. Thank you for the privilege you've given to us. Be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of the day. And we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.